0: Still, one of the big stories in sports and one of the more shocking stories in sports is this out-of-the-blue merger between the PGA Tour and who is funding the Live Tour led by Greg Norman. And that is uh, the uh, Saudi Arabian money, the public investment fund. And it's pretty clear... In the the wake of that announcement on Tuesday, and I happened to be walking into a meeting in uh, my full-time job in the printing business, and one of the VPs said, did you hear? The PGA Tour and Liv are merging. And I'm like, what? It didn't seem possible. These were the Hatfields and McCoys. This was like... Vern Gagne and Nick Bockwinkle joining forces way back in the day. It just wouldn't happen. I, I had to throw in uh, an old-school day AWA reference. But but in reality, I mean, two arch rivals. Uh, the, there was a lot of bitterness over this split and the players that joined Liv and the players that stayed loyal to the PGA Tour. And here we are. Uh, producer Josh Wheeler uh, joining, and producer Jonathan Lowe, and worked with Jonathan for a lot of years here. We talk a lot of golf, and and Jonathan, I I was shocked. I think anybody who follows golf was shocked by the development, but now as more time passes, you get a clearer understanding of why it was done.
1: Yeah, it. um, by the way, uh, always good to join you, Stevie T., on a on a Saturday, beautiful Saturday afternoon in the summertime, um, this was the speed of this, and the fact that it just basically came out of nowhere. There was no kind of no warning of this.
0: Um, well, there weren't a lot of people involved. The way it sounds, Jay Monahan, uh, some other people with ties to the tour, ultimately sitting down directly with the money people, with Saudi Arabia and the public investment fund that they say is worth over $600 billion, and they got Lib started with the help of Greg Norman and then landed these players. But it, it, it clearly became a money game where they were just going to be able to outspend the PGA Tour and, and ultimately get what they want. So the PGA Tour thought, all right, l- l- let's try and get a deal done where we have some say about our future going forward
1: yeah it's and and don't forget the the world tour the d p world tour also the the formerly known as the european tour Correct. is yep. also in on this, and they probably said the same thing um the fact that again the speed of this like you said was was stunning to to know that this was not coming down, and all of a sudden boom it's here, but also the fact of how this was done from Monaghan's side where he didn't inform his players. And the fact that Greg Norman on the live tour side wasn't involved in these negotiations either. They all found out basically at the same time the the rest of the public did. So that leaves so many questions on not just how this thing is going to work out, what the logistics are going to be, but also the leadership going forward. Is, Is Norman going to be in a role that? keeps him on this leadership board is well, does Monahan ha- monaghan have the trust of his players to even go forward with this
0: well it, initially i thought that they got to get rid of him the players have to come up with another plan but if you take a step back and understand that it, it is in reality all about the money first of all from the Saudi side they don't care about greg norman what they wanted is is they wanted a bigger stay in men's professional golf on a worldwide level, and their strategy was let's start a tour force a merger. Now they will be a minority shareholder they're they're going to pump money into it. I would assume in return that they they're going to want more events, particularly they already have a bunch of events on the d p or the European tour in the middle east so i'm sure they're going to want some of that but what what ultimately they wanted is just a bigger hand in men's professional golf kind of like they have a bigger role in formula 1 they have a growing role in soccer around the world, especially at the highest level. So so their goal was, Greg Norman doesn't matter. And if the people on the PGA Tour say we want nothing to do with Greg Norman, they, they get rid of Greg Norman. They, they write a check, they pay him off. To me, the biggest challenge is going to be this. With, with them making peace, the legal fights are over, the PGA Tour, the Wall Street Journal had a piece, other entities have had a piece about the kind of money – The PGA Tour was burning through just to fight the legal part of all of this. The big question is going to be those players like Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau and Phil Mickelson and Patrick Reed and others that signed big guaranteed contracts. How do you bring those guys back into the fold on the PGA Tour were the big stars that stayed loyal to the PGA Tour like John Rahm and Rory McIlroy and Scotty Scheffler and Jordan Spieth the list goes on and on Tony Finau etc etc how do you make that right so there is an animosity going forward the one model Jonathan and I'm sure you've read this as well and by the way there's been a ton of great reporting on this is that maybe those guys will need to buy their PGA Tour card's back.
1: Yeah, that that could be a possibility. I, I, I haven't read the story, but I did hear a report that the PGA Tour is going to invest in a fund that's going to basically kick back money to the, the players that stayed loyal to the tour instead of sure. going over to live. So that might ease some tension a little bit, but one thing that – I think right now is being severely underreported, and I guess because we're not close to that stage yet, this has to pass muster with the Department of Justice. They, the Department of Justice has to okay this before it goes forward. There are some people that are saying this ain't going to pass muster with them, and they're not going to approve it. So, what happens if that goes on? Yeah,
0: yeah it, you know, and those are all great points. It's still early, but based on what i've read this week and and all the people that cover the game for a living get back to one thing that the public investment fund saudi arabia for all practical purposes has unlimited money and the pga tour possibly couldn't win that they could keep them tied up in court they 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 could Continue to do this for years and years and years and try and lure more and more players away. I mean, it, it it was, in a way, a war of attrition. And you understand, and I have a better understanding. Now, I still don't have to l- like what the Saudi Royal family has done on a number of issues. I don't like that. But you understand the business decision the PGA Tour made and how they sell it to the players. Of course, there was that, that meeting ahead of the Canadian Open, which is underway right now. Uh, all reports are very contentious. There's still a long way to go before there is peace in golf, if you will, but what a monster week.
1: I'll say this. I'm kind of surprised that Jay Monahan made it out there, out of that players meeting <laughs> on right. Wednesday know. without yeah. being tarred and feathered. Um, yeah. I'm I'm really shocked that because the way that it was sounding, the the anger in that meeting was palpable. It was it you could cut it. You know the the yeah. whole thing. You could cut the air with a knife. You could cut the anger with a knife. It was that visible and and actual. Um, it, there's so many questions coming out of this that they they need to address not just the the PGA management, but if if possible, if if they allow the the PIF, the, the Saudi funding machine. Um there are questions that they would need to answer as well. But it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens, over the, especially over the next six months, because I believe this is supposed to kick in, if this merger does go through, it's supposed to kick in basically in January.
0: Yeah, and, it, it, and we, we can sum it up this way. Imagine that. Professional sports, uh, players, management, fighting over money.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.